0: LA and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. We are two
1: former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired in 1998.
0: Join us for this spoiler filled podcast as we wrap up season six. Can't believe it. <laughs>
1: Goodbye to you. <laughs> mm. that's what's what's in my head right now (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) maybe you can put it in right now (laughs) yeah totally slip into michelle branch Um, yeah it's been wild thank you everyone for your email so we're gonna get into some listener questions to wrap up season six and then i've separated them out these are the ones just about season six and then anyone who wanted to talk about the finale we'll do that after the finale finale episode yeah yeah, which um, like we've already said several times, <laughs> we're we're gonna take a hiatus and do some wrap ups. We've got some interviews coming. Or we're gonna talk to some of the other podcasts, you know, just get some stuff for y'all. um, but while we go on our summer hiatus <laughs> and get into a good space about Dawson's Creek, I don't know. I'm not like in that bad of a spot. I definitely was like very frustrated with Joey for so long and now I'm just like fine with it, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And because we didn't have to like see a lot of the shitty characters, like the CJ, the Eddie, the Hudson for like the past like two weeks now, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is better. (laughs) Maybe this isn't
1: the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I think, but I think you and I, you know, um, I don't know. We've said this, but like, we just want a little break, a little respite on Patreon. We're going to be doing um, some classic episodes along with some, um, like movies, movies that go along with them and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to kind of get us back in the mood um, to to remind us that, like, we really do love this show. And I think, you know, when we talk about the whole series, we can talk about some of the things that we see, you know, like it was the best of times. It was the worst of times to quote yeah. my old pal, Charles Dickens, um, you know, <laughs> or that, it like, was the best of times to
0: quote Joey. Or <laughs> in yes. the last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: exactly. Um, but like you know, that this show, there is this kind of duality of like, it is when it's good, it's so good. And when it's bad, it's so bad. Yeah.
0: Um, and
1: That's so. So true.
0: Yeah. It's so compelling to me. I'm like, they get it so right. And so wrong. It's so many times. And like, I, I know. don't know, I, I just find that endlessly fascinating. And I think we'll meditate on that for the next like couple of weeks, you know, um, and, just, I don't know, find it so interesting. Um, No, same,
1: totally same. And I think, you know, I really want to dig into it when we do our series wrap up, um, after Mm -hmm. the, the series finale. Um, so, you know, I'm going to save some of my energy on that, but I do think it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. Okay. So should we get into some questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right, first one, this is from Karen. Congrats on almost finishing the show. You've done such a good job and deserve a long break after doing all six seasons of Dawson's Creek. Love the insight you two brought to the show and how often you made me think about and see the show and some life things differently. As for the show, well, I feel like season six was a missed opportunity all around. Like you noted, There were some interesting stories that could have been played out, like what if Dawson and Pacey had to both wrestle with what it means to do their jobs? We see Pacey struggle, but as you noted, not Dawson. And then really Dawson is rewarded in so many ways for not really being a good guy. It is a problem throughout the show that the lead character is the least likable a lot of the time and also the weakest actor as noted, the rest of the cast often has to make some bad stuff work and they seem able to rise above, especially Michelle and Josh. I, I wish Katie Holmes was better in season six. She seems to default a lot of the cutesy stuff. Miss um, the early and I miss the early Joey also bringing in a bunch of bland and toxic guys was a big mess they really added nothing eddie was supposed to be more and a more intelligent pacey like character and was really more of a condescending dawson one and oh god why would jen chase cj he makes charlie look like he was look good and he was a sleaze audrey was wasted no pun intended in that storyline also Does she ever offer to repay Pacey for the car and the house he fixed or apologize at all? What does Audrey think about Joey almost getting back with Pacey? Is she hurt? And along those lines, what if the money was not an issue with Dawson and Pacey, but Joey and Pacey getting back together? Maybe Dawson could show growth and be okay with it. Instead, we get the same petulant guy who, while he can be mad about the money, he goes to 1000 once again, proves how he has zero perspective on anything, just nasty and cruel. Also, did he ask Pacey if he could tell the Miss Jacob storyline in this movie or in his movie? Or is he entitled to do it? Maybe Pacey does not want that out there. I feel like the season book ended with Dawson being an ass to his so-called soulmate. And as a result, Pacey and in, and as usual, Pacey. And in between, just one disjointed story after another featuring characters we do not care about or dislike, with the ones we love. Sorry to ramble, but I just think it is an example of how not to do a final season. At least Jen got to have Jack go to New York City with her and Gramps. Even Joey finally going to Paris felt tacked on and stopped making Pacey have to be the one to always make an effort regarding Dawson. Just once it would have been nice to see Dawson realize how awful he was to Pacey before the show ended.
1: The answer is yes. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, a lot of those points are, are points that we totally agree with and that like we've talked about. I think that like the problem with season six, you know, or one of the main problems with season six is that there's no direction in it. Um, mm-hmm. you know I've said this before that like every episode feels like they sat down and at the beginning of the week that they were writing the episode and said what's this episode going to be about
0: yeah. and, like <laughs> you know it's was... available to shoot okay yeah. great
1: <laughs> and there was no continuity or no no sort of like direction and I think that like what season three proves is that like what season one proves what season three proves what season even season four to a certain extent what all those seasons prove is that when you have a direction that you're headed towards it 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 works wonders for the cohesion of the show um Mm -hmm. and i think that like i don't know i mean i'm curious to ask gina um you know about like has television writing changed with the advent or how has it changed rather with the advent of streaming? Because I feel like in streaming and the fact that we stream television now, it's like you, you are headed towards something, right? Unless you are on a procedural drama, you're headed towards something like, and I, and I, you know, the show from our youth that I remember that the most is Buffy, where there's the big bad, the concept of the big bad at the end of the season. So throughout mm-hmm. the season, you're sort of getting that sprinkled in along the way. And then there's like a monster of the week. And mm-hmm. so there's like two different types of storytelling happening at the same time. And there's this part of me that like, yeah, sure. In a show like Buffy, where at the end of the season, you has to battle a big, you know, a big bad, um, you know, that makes sense. And like, for a show like Dawson's Creek, that's not, that's not how the show works, but it's like, there needs to be a a trajectory. There needs to be something we're going towards that we're aiming at. And I think when there is something that we're going towards and aiming at, the storytelling absolutely soars. And so Mm -hmm. my question is after season five, where there was no aim and really it was, shh, a lot of it was in shambles. And I would argue m- m- interesting shambles. I I don't hate season five. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would come into season six and not have a trajectory.
0: Yeah, I know. And to be so committed to not giving Dawson and Joey a chance, like, I don't know, like, that's yeah. such a weird choice, in my opinion. And like, and this is coming from someone who like hates Dawson, you know. <laughs> so like, and, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just like that doesn't make any sense to me. And like, so you're like, okay, we got to get them together, but then we don't have any other plan or goal, and we're also not going to address the fact that like they're not friends and what that means. Um, I don't know. Like, it's super bizarre to me that the way that they. Oscillate between like no all these characters they're best friends and also these people don't even like each other (laughs) I don't know it's like it's super bizarre to me and it's a weird choice and and I mean I I obviously agree with you that's like what like you need to have at least like be from the beginning to the mid-season mid-season to the end like map like idea of where you're headed I mean like that that that's just going to help you guide how to tell the story and as we've gone back and watched some of the like older more iconic episodes they do such a good job of being like this episode is about you know not being sure of your friendships and then all of the storylines will kind of like be about that you know right um and then in this season like they'll there were episodes where like you just felt like you were watching a different show scene to scene like you know like oh my god like, yeah wait what? what
1: was that one uh, episode where pacey's pacey's we were like, like is pacey's in a different show
0: yeah yeah like when pacey goes to that strip club i think like a lot of the oh, like oh yeah <laughs> or when he's at that like and when um, he's in new orleans yeah. Or th- there's also that episode where he meets Sadia and like, they like take him to the back yes. room and be like, you're in charge of this account. And you're like, where, what is going on here? Like, what I are think, we watching? I think, I think that was the one where, I was, like, where we were like, this is a different was, like, show. He, he, yeah. All of a sudden we're in like some weird, like dark Succession drama. or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And then we go back to this like teen zany drama. Like, I don't know. So like... I think that's the hardest part is that you watch the other seasons and you're like, well, they all like at least intersect and connect. Um, And then this one, I mean, I personally feel like even though they don't have a trajectory and that is problematic to me, the biggest problem with season six is that like our characters are never together. Like, I think that that's the biggest problem is like, I don't give a fuck about Harley. I do not care about Hudson. I do not want to know what's going on in in Todd's life. Like, I just, I don't care. I mean, it's like you introduce this character of Emma and make her such an asshole for no reason when she could have been a good character to be like, she's connected with everyone and she gives good advice. Like she adds this element that you're like, we kind of need this because she knows everyone. So she can kind of be like, she knows what's going on, but then they make her such an asshole and act like she hates everyone. And you're like, well, come on. Like they have to like, at least like our characters if we're going to care about them. Right. And like, So she's a waste also, like the only one that like maybe is slightly good. I mean, everyone knows I love Natasha, but only because she's so wild. Like it's like an E where I'm just like wow you decided to do this okay (laughs) like it's weird that they were like you don't need for dawson another eve because that went over well like i don't know (laughs) it's it's just weird it's weird to have constantly these these women show up that are like obsessed with dawson and you're like i don't get it i just don't get it um so and like i also agree with you know karen that uh it, it the show starts and ends with Dawson being an asshole. Like,
1: what? Yeah, it, and this is my and this was my argument. Like, at in episode two of season six, when Dawson dies to me, when he screams at Joey and calls her a child for being mad mm-hmm. that he had a girlfriend while they slept together. Yeah. Um My argument is, and 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 I think my argument remains this way throughout season six is that it's like there's a lot of things that Dawson does in the early seasons that I think are fucked up. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the top of the list is um, nearly killing Pacey (laughs) in in (laughs) Show Me Love. But but, like, you know, he does a lot of fucked up shit. He reads Joey's diary. He does that episode where he and Andy sing the blues where he like comes back and like berates all his friends. Like there's a lot of things that Dawson does that are like fucked up. My thing Mm -hmm. is that like almost every single one of those things Except for show me love, which is like so fucked. And I actually Mm -hmm. think the problem with show me love is like Mitch and Gail more than anything that like
0: they don't (laughs) discipline him for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean that's the problem with that speech that he gives on his birthday, is they don't do anything. They don't don't do anything, they give him a used car instead of a new one. Um you're like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Or something like that,
1: or they make him pay for it or something. I can't remember. No, they give him a used car, I think. Yeah, yeah. So so my thing is like a lot of that stuff, a lot of it, I could chalk up to teenagers are assholes, and Mm -hmm. and when you're young you know, and you're selfish and you're in self-involved, you like, don't realize how hurtful you're being, um, sometimes. And like, I forgive a lot with that. Like, okay. You know, I too was an idiot young person and like hurt people. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like, my thing is like, okay, like it's not great, but like, if you had apologized and show some remorse and actually like came to, came out of these situations and were like better about it and better about how you behave towards people. Fine. Like, okay. You know, you behave like an asshole and then you got better. Pacey does that all the time. The thing that's different is that like Dawson never seems to actually apologize. There never seems to be like a uh, amends made. There never seems to be acknowledgement that he was really hurtful. And like, mm-hmm that is my problem right and that is like the thing it even up until this very last episode that we just watched last week like like he's still doing it Pacey Pacey loses all his money and then goes out and starts hustling people for money and like trying to get Dawson money back and like tries his fucking hardest to make amends for this hurt he caused And I, I just looked at it and was like, there's no way in hell Dawson would ever do that to another person. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, he did. And like, I've like, I've always maintained that, like, I don't think they would ever be friends with each other again. That doesn't make any sense. But like, even in Dawson's own words, the stakes for him are my friendship with Pacey would be for Joey. Like even he can't even frame it like that. And that's like a kind of to me more problematic than like, he wouldn't do that because I I just don't think it needs to be equitable like that. Like, because some people just show love in different ways, but I I just think that like, he can't even step out of himself and be like, Oh, this is what is really important to Joey. And I'd like to give, I would, I want to try for that. Um, you know, just, removing himself from the equation like he just constantly is so so selfish and yeah. you know we all are and i think we all should be because like you you do have to look out for yourself but i i just think that you have to learn ways in which to also be generous within being selfish and to be, you know, demonstrative in these other ways that still protect yourself. And like the way the show just upholds Dawson as like the, the benchmark of good guy, when we just like, don't see that on screen has always been my problem throughout. And it's hard to see because on the one hand, you're like, well, at least that's the character that's consistent. Like, you know, like I'll give you that. But then on the other hand, you're like, I don't know. I I actually do want growth. Like, I just think that we see growth in season six from Pacey. Like he finds himself a lot. I think even from Jen, where she like is able to acknowledge that like, she's a different person now. And so New York will be a different experience for her this time. I, I think that's really cool and interesting story to see. And I think that you know, even Jack choosing to go to New York, it's like him choosing this chosen family as well. They're all in it together and I think that mm-hmm. that's really special too because you know that's something that that acceptance is something that he's looked for throughout the show um but I just think that like the characters of Dawson and Joey are like, what was the trajectory here like what in what ways did they grow? And I think the way Joey frames it in the final episode, you're like, okay, like you've grown in the sense where you've like you've given peace and space to a younger you and you you you, know, you you don't let that hold you back anymore. You don't have that same trauma and fear you've, you've let go. And I think that's a real growth moment. But I also like, like we said, I, I I don't think we actually saw that. So you're like, well, okay. It feels a little bit like lip service. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I
1: also think one of the most frustrating parts of Dawson is that we
0: do see this growth in season
1: five that we mm-hmm. see when he and Jen start dating actually like a real deep growth where he's like Mm -hmm. much kinder and much like he thinks about her and they like have this like really nice relationship where, you know, he, and they have these moments of like hardship like that, you know, where, where she buys him the trapper keeper and stuff. And he's like, Yeah, doesn't really love it and like you know and and like they like live together immediately and like you know they have that hard moment where she's kind of like I don't want you in here while I'm in here or like yeah you know they have those like those couple Mm -hmm. moments that like you have where you're just like oh get away from me I can't deal with you right now and then it's like you know 10 minutes later you're like okay I'm sorry I just am like having a time um (laughs) but like you know we get to see all that great stuff where he's like kind and he comes at her with kindness and he comes at her with understanding you know and even when she's like saying hard things to him he's like I want to hear what you have to say and I'm like not coming at this like with anger immediately and so we do see that change and that growth and then we snap it right back to like selfish dick dawson and like Mm -hmm. it kind of makes it even worse do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think for me that's why he dies to me in season six episode two because we had just seen all this great growth from him and then we snap right back to being an asshole and
0: i'm like okay like we're done now Mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah the care the show is so committed to dawson not admitting when he's made a mistake i don't know and it's like I mean, I I obviously feel like that's poetic for like the stereotype <laughs> of like a, a white man, you yeah. know, with privilege, obviously, but, it, you know, okay. And that's the, one of the arguments we make about this show. But however, it's just like, well, I just don't like this guy. I, I'm done with it. And, and yeah. as the years go on and it just ages worse and worse and worse. And you're just like, I don't know. Like, why is this happening? Just like admit that you- you hurt her like i don't know like don't say like i don't it's so fucking bizarre to me that like, you can't do that but then yeah. and then also the show's like no but this relationship is something you should covet and you're like i would never covet that i i just i would never do that that's absolutely untrue um so it's super yeah. bizarre yeah
1: okay. and that coveting that coveting sorry of the mm that kind of relationship like I think about this all the time and I know we've brought it up before but like I'm just like this is what we were being fed as like teenage girls and like mm-hmm.
0: god that's fucked yeah, I up mean- I think about it all the time people will say this to me still like, Oh, they're just jealous. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't covet jealousy. So like I, that doesn't give me any peace. Like I, it still is like what they're doing is fucked up and I don't like it. Like, so that's not making me feel better. And I don't know why right. it's always constantly framed like that. They're just jealous. And you're like, even if that's true, like, I don't covet that. that doesn't make me feel better. That that actually makes me feel worse that like they can't manage their jealousy and they lash out in this way. That's hurtful to someone else. Like that right. that's on them, you know? Um, so it's a weird things that we're supposed to covet. And I'm just like, nah, dude, nah, nah. So anyways, okay. This is our from Arturo. How much do you know about Joey Potter and the Capeside Redemption being set to originally just a season finale and a potential season six coming? How do you seven. think that would have, sorry, season, it even says it, season, season seven coming. How do you think that would have worked? I don't actually think it's true because it seemed like the middle of the season, it was promoted as the final season, right? But ever since I read somewhere about that, I I never got it. So much of that, I even envisioned a, so much so that I even envisioned a potential season seven and eight to finish the college years and new characters. Um, if you're interested, I can share that with you. <laughs> new characters, the storylines, the settings, everything.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, Arturo. I I don't know. I mean, I remember about halfway through season six Mm -hmm. it being announced that it was going to be the final season. So they definitely Mm -hmm. wrote this episode knowing. I I mean, from what I hear and what I've read, they wrote this episode thinking it was going to be the series finale. And then Paul Stupin was like doing some side hustling with Kevin Williamson and basically was like I think you should write the series finale Mm -hmm. but the writers were didn't know about that until it was happening um Mm -hmm. and so they wrote this finale thinking that it was going to be the finale to season six or the finale to the series yeah um I mean I do think that like coming back after this stuff and like doing a season seven, there's a part of me that's like, I would have loved to see that and kind of seen these people having gone off their separate ways, having Jen and Jack not in Boston, having Mm -hmm. Dawson
0: maybe back in Los Angeles, um, you know, having- Or Dawson could be filming in New York and have like, yeah, you know, those three together. um, Right. And what that would look like.
1: Right. And then PC, you know, if if he's in Cape Cider in Boston, working at a restaurant- And like Joey and Audrey back at Worthington, you know, it's like, I would have loved that. And I think that like, I think that there's a way to do that, to do like people kind of like having their own stories Mm -hmm. and then also coming together. Cause I get that, like the problem of television is that you have a main cast that you have to show. And so, like, in a, in something like college, where in the real world, everyone goes off their different ways, um, you know, on uh, obviously, like, you don't have a whole friend group that's necessarily, like, in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're in the same town, now they're working or they're in school or they're, like, yeah. whatever, they're kind of, like, rejiggering how their life is set up. Um,
0: and and so, so much of your post high school years is like being who you really wanted to be, you know what I mean? So like, even if your, your best friends were in the same town as you, but at a different college, you, you kind of are, you kind of get this taste of like, oh, I get to, I don't have all these other, you know. Weights holding me down. I get to be this person that I've always wanted to be, or you know, and that's like part of the beauty of the college years. I I mean, I uh, that's what I've always complained that we we didn't get to explore with Joey of like what was it like for her to go somewhere where no one knew her dad was in prison, or that her mom died of cancer, or that she grew up poor. Like, what was that like for her? Right. Um, And we we you know we obviously never get that, but I always felt like that was such a missed opportunity because like. What was that like for her? That must have been such an interesting thing because she hated it so much about Capeside. But then she also, how did she develop her own personal narrative about who she is? Because like, um, you know, that's what she would have had to do in her college years. Well, and like, and to t- talk about a season seven, like, you know, starting junior
1: year, I mean, like, she's probably going to start interning places and like doing mm-hmm. things like that. And so, like, what does that look like for a person who doesn't have the same connections that someone like Audrey has? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, I think those are fascinating stories to tell. So, I, I, you know, I don't think that they were out of story. I think mm-hmm. that like somewhere in season four, you know, like, it, it was, it seems like, it just was given up on that people were sick of it. They were sick of this Mm -hmm. and you know, they still had multiple years left in their contract. I mean, I I do know that they had a six year contract. Um, And so they were up for contract renewal. Yeah. They were up for contract renewal and I, they knew that the cast did not want to come back. Um, So, so, you know, I, I think they went into season six, assuming that it would be the last season, but it wasn't confirmed until about halfway through the season. So, you know, I think I mean I as a person who thinks about things like this I would say sure are are there a million places you could go in season seven yeah sure totally yeah there are but like I don't know but it, it wasn't set up like that and I think like and like we said you know about the end of season six it's like the finale I think it would have been if it if it had if it the season had been what it is now and that was just the finale and there's no series finale. I think it would have been terrible. Like that's a, not mm. a good season finale or series finale for mm-hmm. this whole series for what the season six that we got, you know, yeah. I think that like you could have, there's a lot of elements of that finale that I think would work um, if you had built towards them. And and I guess the frustration on my end is that, you know, we started to get advertising about it being the end quite some time before. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that those happen. episodes were filmed yet when we started to get that advertising. And so my thing is, like, you know, you, you had time to build to this.
0: hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, we could say that about every season. <laughs> the season four finale, the season five finale, like they all kind of feel like they come out of nowhere. Yeah. Season four, less so. But the season five one, you're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Um, Even yeah. though we loved that finale,
1: but. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. It's wild. It, it's like, doesn't have anything to do with it. For me, like, I do think this this finale, uh, Joey Potter and the Capeside Redemption, I do think it sets up the possibility of a season seven. Um, and like- you know, I love these characters. So like on the one hand, you're like, yeah, of course I would have loved to see more, but like, I just, it's so exhausting and it's so hard. And, and they, they've all seemed like it, they all seem checked out. And, and so on the other hand, you're like, I I just think that it was done. Like the, the energy was done. And, and so like, sometimes you just have to let things go. Um, but totally. I, I do, of course, think that there was more story to be told. And I, it's such a weird place to end our characters like, oh, they're all 20 or 21. <laughs> all right, we're done, you know, and you're no, like they're sophomores 20. in college. Bye. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, I do think that that once you turn 21, you in America, you can go to bars. So like that is like a logical place where your life will your life does totally change. Yes. You know, in terms of like your social life. Yeah. Um, but they don't really, it's not like that's what they're trying to say. <laughs> no, so no, no, no. So yeah. I don't know. It's hard. But, I, you know, so I was awful back and forth. Would I have loved to see a season seven and them trying to, like, make the show better? Yeah. But do I trust that that would have happened? Absolutely not. So no. I, I'm kind of glad that we just ended it when we could. And yeah, like, it feels like a mercy. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This is from Granya. I just wanted to say that your podcast has brought such joy to my life. I sound very melodramatic, but seriously, I listen to most of the podcasts out on walks and I I will be head nodding, laughing and smiling and occasionally having tears in my eyes. I have loved listening to your takes on the show and all the listeners' viewpoints and questions. I feel like many of us listening have learned a lot. I'm sure you both have learned so much about people and their struggles similar and dissimilar to your own issues. Lots of people have very individual problems, but many themes that the show explores people deal with in their lifetimes. God, how the world has changed since the beginning of this podcast, who knew? I'm genuinely so sad it's coming to an end. I know season five and six have been tough to get through. And I just wanna say thank you for battling through for listeners. I would have I wouldn't have had the patience. I couldn't watch downtown <laughs> crossing all the way through, so bravo <laughs> as <Fair>. someone who <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> as someone who could massively relate to a number of the characters, I'm grateful the way you gave space and time to analyze the feelings and thoughts of the characters more so than the writers. Unfortunately, I think sometimes the audience are more invested in characters and cast and the showrunners and writers. The cast was pretty checked out by the end too, but I can't blame them. It's a job and people become jaded and don't remember what it was like to be 16 and don't necessarily have vested interest in what the characters do and say by season six. Obviously, you have many writers and directors that come in at a storyline and the characters from their viewpoints and, and changes the plot. I think we got some crazy... I think we got some crazy split personality moments for our care with our characters.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's sweet. And I'm so glad that you've gotten something out of this podcast and that, you know, we've brought you a bit of joy in these chaotic times. um, Mm -hmm. And, and a bit of solace and a bit of comfort. Um, You know, I think for us, that's, I I don't know, speak for myself. That's a, that um I think is a privileged position to have that we got to do that. Yeah. You know, um, and um and I'm so glad you've listened to it with us. And and, you know, yes, it was a different world uh when we started um this podcast, most definitely. But um I think that like I don't know, I I, I really like what you have to say, and I think that like you know these characters and and the point of television in general and the point of media in general and fiction and storytelling is to sort of um you know that's the James Baldwin quote that says like you think you're alone in your pain and then you start reading and um and mm-hmm. you realize basically you're not alone um i butchered that sorry james baldwin um but uh my thing is like i think that part of why this show sort of implanted itself into us so deeply as teens at the time that it was airing is because like it took us so seriously and Mm -hmm. I think there's like a lesson there um and that doesn't mean that the show couldn't be funny it there is a ton of humor in this show um it doesn't mean that it couldn't be lighthearted sometimes it doesn't mean that it couldn't kind of see the absurdity of some of what it was doing um it did all of that but also it took the feelings and the experiences of teenagers seriously and I think that like that's actually pretty rare um yes Mm -hmm. and I think and I think that like as you know I think that for people for women for queer people for trans people for you know um people of color um you know, for disabled people, I think seeing seeing that, seeing yourself represented, seeing your stories represented, I think that that's so fucking important. And I think what Dawson's Creek, though by no means perfect and extremely white and extremely able and extremely um, cis and extremely, you know all of those things, but it did it was a start. Um, to some of that representation. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, that felt really important. And I think it still feels really important to look at, like, not just how far we've come from Dawson's Creek, but also, like, these early these early representations, I think, are always important to think about and talk about. And so a character like Jack, you know, a character like Joey who got to be kind of um, not always not always the most pleasant girl you know a character like Jen Mm -hmm. who got to be a slut and yes there's a lot wrong with how Jen is represented but also like I do think that like a lot of people have come around to be like and myself included that like Jen and maybe is the best character on this show um yeah and and possibly my favorite character now on this show um I would say uh and that wasn't the case in 1998 and so so I think there is I think there or is like also- even
0: a Pacey character seeing like, you know, the shame that comes internally from if, you know, you're sexually abused as a child, but knowing that like he still is one of everyone's favorite characters. He's beloved by, you know, fans and that yeah. like that, that, that kind of stuff doesn't taint you and doesn't make you less than or whatever your, your personal feelings, you know, and shame you might hold on to. Like seeing the representation of like, well, No, like (laughs) those things don't define you yeah yeah I think I think those are the things
1: for me that like this show has allowed us to talk about and I think that like that's one of the things that's important
0: about the show Mm -hmm. definitely yeah okay this is from Govind um, I can't believe you two are done discussing season six. It was the worst season, but after listening to your podcast, I rewatched it and tried to find some coherence in the character's journeys. Joey. The start of, the season started with Dawson and Joey finally sleeping together, only for Joey to find out that he was seeing someone else at the same time. This resulted in them having an argument and becoming es- es- estranged. This is something that upsets Joey until she meets Eddie. Even though I never liked Eddie, I feel like one positive thing about her relationship with Eddie was that she fil- she could finally get over what romantic feelings she had for Dawson. I think she liked the fact that there was no baggage with Eddie and she felt she could build a foundation of a new relationship with a person who did not know her from Capeside, only knew her Boston version. Also, the fact that Joey has a thing for a pseudo-intellectual douchebag since she dated AJ, Eddie, Dawson, and the person we um after eddie left for <laughs> censored, california censored. yeah, yeah I, know. <laughs> I guess we did the person we'll see soon in the series finale i guess we did mm. say it was um uh, spoilers after eddie left for california uh got back with she got back with pacey and realized the things she missed about their relationship things you already discussed on the podcast. The best parts of clean and sober castaways that was then in Sex and Violence were when they showed Pacey and Joey explore an adult relationship that doesn't involve Dawson, which is very similar to how they first fell in love in season three, because Dawson never thought they could fall for each other and left them alone until the longest day. When Eddie returns, Joey decides to break things up with Pacey because being with Eddie is much easier. She feels that if Pacey and her got back together again, it would be a repetition of what happened earlier when they had to ask for Dawson's approval. And then even though he, quote, freed her to date Pacey, he continued to act as a roadblock, which combined with Pacey's insecurities and fears led to their relationship to end. Hmm. When the Eddie chapter finally ends, we get the Pacey-Dawson conflict, which opens old runes. Season six ends with Joey leaving Dawson and Pacey to deal with their issues on their own and fulfilling her dream of going Paris, the first time she makes a major life decision without thinking about how Dawson would react and without Pacey there to support her if you exclude her decision to go to Worthington. The smile Joey and Pacey give each other towards the end of Joey Potter and the Capeside Redemption shows that Pacey acknowledges what she's doing. At the end of season six, Joey believes that she has resolved all the issues of her past and she can start fresh. She hasn't resolved her feelings about a certain someone, which sets up the series finale perfectly. Pacey. In season five, Casey was finally free from his family's abuses and academic pressures he faced in season four. He had more worries, which is why we saw him live day to day. He had no more worries, which is why we saw him live day to day. That did not end well for him as he lost his job at the restaurant and he also got involved in an ugly mess. Season five ended with Audrey and him deciding to spend the summer in California. And season six began with him being glad that their summer was over. I feel this was because Pacey was feeling guilty about living off Audrey's money for the entire summer. We see that in we see this in a scene with Audrey at the hotel in the season premiere. This is why Pacey decides to become a stockbroker, to make enough money so he doesn't need to depend on anyone anymore and so others can depend on him. You guys have spoken about a savior complex. Mm. Unfortunately, Audrey doesn't understand this sudden change and they break up. During season six, we see Pacey excelling at his job, but we also see him miss aspects of his old life. Turns out it wasn't aspects, just one person. He realized he wasn't over Joey. And when he got together with Joey, he felt like their relationship would would last since things were going well from him professionally. He mm. felt that they broke up earlier because he was insecure and was a quote, loser. I also think he felt guilty that he wasn't him that gave Joey the money for Worthington. Hmm. When Dawson asks him to multiply his money, he believes that if he succeeds in doing so, he can finally earn Dawson's respect, which might help him get back with Joey. Hmm. Because he knows Joey wants that, you know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. after Pacey and Joey break up, Pacey bottles up his emotions and tries to move on. But then the step attack disaster happens, which is the last straw, as it was the last thing Pacey had to look forward to. When he punches Rich for not lending him the money, he is not only venting his frustration of failing Dawson. He is also letting his emotions about breaking up with Joey after breaking up with Joey. This is why he finally gives it back to Dawson where he he again accuses Pacey of quote going behind his back and seducing Joey. In your podcast, both of you always ask why Joey is so forgiving of Dawson and why Pacey still calls Dawson his best friend. I think it's because Dawson's house was an escape for both Joey and Pacey from their lives, which gives the title Dawson's Creek a whole new meaning because it signifies what the creek and that house beside it meant to all of Dawson's friends, including Jen and Jack, as their lives also changed after moving there. I also feel it was because the reason why Joey and Pacey disliked each other in season one, it's because they were both competing for Dawson's attention since they were kids. Pacey was jealous of the special relationship between Dawson and Joey, and Joey was jealous of the relationship, the the guy friendship between Dawson and Pacey. This is why I buy into the pacey Joey love story. They have so much in common, more than they realize. I also disagree with the idea that Joey doesn't didn't deserve Pacey. In all of Pacey's lowest moments, from the Miss Jacob scandal to the time he loses Dawson's mo- money, Joey was always there. Been Joey has always been there supporting him. Joey was the most likable when she was looking out for Pacey during the Valentine's Day massacre episode and early parts of season four, when she realized the mistake she made organizing his birthday at the Witter house, we see Joey um, making an effort to make sure Pacey doesn't get hurt, but also calling him out when he's behaving badly. I love the Pacey-Andy relationship too, but I felt like Andy had too many problems on her plate to overcome and she couldn't get to know Pacey entirely. I would have written Dawson, Jen, and Jack's season six journey, but it was really hard to make sense of what they were doing. Why was Jen dating CJ? Why did Dawson decide to make the same movie again? Why did Jack behave the way he did with David?
1: Okay, that's a lot to digest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean... I, I think- mean I agree. Why was Jen dating CJ? Like we don't know. We don't sure. get it. We don't understand. Sure. Why did Jack behave the way he did with David? We also don't know. That just was such a weird storyline that like all of a sudden David is like super jealous and like that is that is authentic, don't get me wrong. And the way Jack responds to it also feels authentic, but it like kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like this is why we're going to break them up like we don't even know why they were together really so like we don't care like it's hard to care i don't know right. it's so weird and dawson what is his journey what is his season six journey
1: right right i mean i think that's the problem right i mean yes yes um i'm sorry what's this person's name Go- COVID. govid has like laid Go- out what happens in this journey but like uh, it does feel like these are just random things that happen there's not like a cohesive narrative for like you know here's where joey or pacey or dawson are going like it seems like there was maybe a faint idea of that but like it wasn't really
0: executed all that well do you know yeah, what i, I mean? feel like pacey does have a storyline the whole season i actually do but the Joey, everyone else, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. You know what I and mean? And like,
1: I do, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean.
0: And I think that like,
1: you know, they, it's like, I can see where the effort is in certain ways, right? Like, um, like the Pacey storyline with the like stockbroker stuff, like you can kind of see okay they want pc to have this like moral quandary but like Mm -hmm. then what you know what i mean (laughs) like okay like and he does have a moral quandary but then like we don't i don't know
0: we don't see anything
1: or i don't it's just like, like
0: you see it being messy in the sense where he is oscillating back and forth with like the allure of the money and being like no i can be fine With that and then also like am i fine with that and like it it feels true but it's so boring and messy and not enough to sustain a whole season that that's why you don't care and because it is the only storyline that actually has a season-long trajectory it feels disjointed with the other storylines where all of a sudden you're like what is going on here i mean i guess like the only other series season-long trajectory is like with these shitty characters like Jen and CJ. Well, I fucking hate CJ. So like, and I don't understand why they're together. So this is dumb, you know, Joey and Hedson. Like this is actually painful to watch and outright bullshit. And I I like, I cannot engage with this. And like, this is the, the ser- season long where we're supposed to, this is her story of losing, you know, making peace with a little girl and, and growing up. And it, it just like- why why is it because this grown adult is torturing her that then she's able to make peace with a little girl and then grow up like that no 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 you know well, and, and then her we get, and eddie yeah and then we get dawson and and todd where like we don't really see any like i don't growth. understand what his growth is he his growth is to again make the same movie we've already seen it made and like every scene we see him with him in this season I feel like we've already seen before like oh he's making a movie about his childhood well we saw that in the whole of season two. Oh, he's fighting with Do- uh, Pacey on his back porch well we saw that in season three so like um where what is the point of this you know um yeah yeah and then like we've said
1: multiple times there's one thing to like be to like I, I love a good parallel I love a good callback I love you know if you really like make it pack a punch of like you know, we we see where this came from and like oof, oof, when you put those scenes side by side, like it hurts. Yeah. Or it feel, oh my god, or it's so romantic, or it feels so great, or whatever. It's yeah. like the it's like the Pacy Joey permission to come aboard, permission granted. Where yeah. like in season three, where like they do it in episode four or whatever in home movies. Uh-huh. Like and then at the end of the finale, the finale. when yeah. Uh-huh. Like when he does it again, you're just like, Oh my God. I know. Like, oh. <laughs> and then when they do it in season five, it's, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, a- another, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where like, Oh God, it just lights you on fire when it happens. And like, mm-hmm. I think that there's a way that they could have done those things. Right. The PC Joey Dawson fighting on the back porch, like yeah i, I think we made, all wish I mean, we they were fighting
0: about, about them being together like about dawson finding out again that joey and and pacey Pace are got together. Back together like I, I just like what you had the perfect parallel already set up and then and for, you like, fucked it up <laughs> yeah. yeah and then for like them to either be like well we're not friends with dawson anymore or like dawson you just need to get over this like you need to yeah. like joey joey to finally be like Dawson, we've already tried this. You are my only one-night stand. We cannot be together. And if you can't be okay with that, like we can't be friends. Yeah. It's like, why doesn't she ever issue him an ultimatum?
1: I mean, God, great question. Great question.
0: So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I don't that's know. what we're- Well, we've obviously probably every answer is going to be like, there was no trajectory and it doesn't make sense. And like, it's sad that the only one is this weird storyline with Pacey being morally conflicted about being a stockbroker. And it's like everyone just like we all hate that storyline. It doesn't make any. It's just it's boring.
1: And on top of that, like Jen and Jack, like get absolute pittance and like Mm -hmm. and Audrey, like they all get just nothing and there's so much of these episodes that are just filled up with shit we don't care about and then we don't get anything about jack jen and audrey and like Mm -hmm. that i mean that's unforgivable it's unforgivable it's particularly unforgivable in the final season of a tv show
0: yeah i I totally agree with you Yeah. yeah okay this is from eric i'm going to be frank I think season six is absolute garbage besides clean and sober and castaways. (laughs) The fact that- I know. it's like, I probably agree with that. Tough, but the fair. fact, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Joey and Eddie are the main couple of the season really sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not against Joey dating other people who aren't Dawson and Pacey. However, Eddie is just trash and ends up being one of the worst characters of the series. I really don't care about Pacey's stockbroker story, even though Joshua Jackson is a wonderful actor. Our poor Jen gets stuck with the worst hairdo of the series and that asshole CJ remind me again why they had to ruin Dawson and Jed in season 5 oh that's right so Dawson and Joey could fuck one night and not talk the rest of the season Natasha was the best part of Dawson's storyline Eric you're my soul brother <laughs> like oh my god Natasha was the best part of Dawson's storyline this season. Sadly, she doesn't stay. I know. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, the Pacey Joey revisit was very important for the series finale. But watching Joey dump Pacey for a guy that leaves a note to break up with her—Are you for the kidding third me?
1: time to I break know. up with her for
0: the third time? I, I cannot trust like, that enough. Truly really stunning that that like I. I knew that they broke up, but like having to watch it and sit through it in like the year 2022, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> yes. what the fuck is happening? That was so absolutely insane. Like yeah. what, like your break? like what the, f- and then yeah. she never tells it, talks about it. She never tells anyone like, yeah, you broke up with me in a letter and I'm heartbroken. Oh my God. Anyways, whatever. How does she feel? <laughs> yeah. Um, great question. Jack Jack and David weren't (laughs) developed enough for me to care about them. Hard same. Yeah. The Audrey storyline was done very poorly. And what the fuck was Jack Osborne doing on the show? A lot of the main cast hardly interacted, and more awful mentors everywhere you look. Even Graham's got stuck with CJ's asshole uncle, though her having cancer was very sad. Emma was pretty worthless as a character. When it was announced this was the last season, I wasn't sad about it. If season seven was going to be like this, no thank you. Yeah. So, in closing, Season six is my least favorite season. Castaways was so magical, but sadly it couldn't save this train wreck of a season. Season five wasn't great, but I still think it was better. I think you both thank you both for doing um, the best you could of trying to make sense of these horrific episodes. I know it wasn't easy, but I but we love you all for doing it. P.S. I hope Eddie ended up alone and miserable.
1: <laughs> Hard same. Um, I was just thinking during when you were talking when you were reading that like what if joey had like legit dated someone in season five and kind of Mm -hmm. like had the same realization that dawson has about natasha like it's okay to just like kind of casually date someone or date someone Mm -hmm. and be exclusive and not be like Fucking head over heels in love with them like
0: i think that's what we're supposed to think what happened with charlie but it, it's it it doesn't but, it but didn't. I, I think that was the, the message that we were supposed to get and I, I you know when we all look about it we're like just fuck that guy and don't care why are they acting like he's all in love with her like and, and why are we supposed to believe him when all we know about him is he's a sketchy liar so like i i never it was believed good in bed yeah Yeah. I never believed him when he was like, Joey, I love you. I'm going to change my life for you. And I was like, well, this is just part of his like manipulation, like thing that rodeos. Yeah. Yeah. Like so whatever. And, but like, then the takeaway wasn't that like, you know, I mean, gratefully she, she breaks up with him, but it wasn't that like, oh yeah, you could just like, I, like we never got this story of like, I had sex with someone I didn't love and I never thought I'd be able to do that. Cause she does outright say that in, in um you know, Florida Tango, like I could never fuck someone I didn't love. And, and right. that's fine. I'm not judging people at all. No, like, no, I, no, I no, 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 no. That's all you know, your boundaries about sex. But I would have loved to see that journey for her. Like, you know, and like yeah. the way that they, then all of a sudden in season six, bring back the, like, she can't talk about sex. Like it would have felt more if, if we had seen her having this complicated relationship with sex more so than, than it, it's actually portrayed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, agree. I don't know. I agree. And
1: my thing was like, look, in season five, if she had like come to Boston if if after if after like Dawson's dad dies and he's like I don't want to see you like it's painful for me to Mm -hmm. see you she kind of like moves on and like actually starts dating someone her age and like whatever and then like that's kind of part of the explanation for why she doesn't melt down about Pacey and Audrey you know that Mm -hmm. like she's also moved on and is seeing someone else and like okay like it's not great that you are dating my roommate but like whatever like you know we're moving on that I would have really liked that and then in season six like her making her way back towards both Dawson and Pacey at various times would seem mm-hmm. like more like okay like she you know she tried that thing and like didn't love it or whatever mm-hmm. like and now she you know oh she has this chance with Dawson at the end of you know at the beginning of season six like Okay. And then, oh, that didn't work. And then, towards the end of season six, it's like, oh, she has this chance with Pacey. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. And whether or not that works, like, fine. You know, but I just think that, like, the fact that they don't let Joey really, like, truly date anyone that's
0: not Mm -hmm. Dawson or Pacey in love with any, like, totally in love with her for like I don't know because right. even Eddie is like instantly like in love with her like when he she goes and talks to him after he disappears and he's like I love you and you're like that literally came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. what? I don't know. Like, what like, is
1: happening? You guys, you, like, you guys hated each other. And I'm, listen, I'm here for a friend, an enemies to lovers storyline. Like, I'm 100% here for it. I'll take that trope any day. So, like, you hated each other. And then you slowly came towards each other and realized that you actually like each other. And then you slept together. And then something bad happened with the test. Because, of course, it's mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek and women can't just have sex. They must be yeah. for that. Yeah. (laughs) um but then like he it's like you're sleeping together for like what a few weeks and then it's christmas Mm -hmm. right Is like sort of what we're supposed to think is like yeah yeah, they're they're like they're in a they're like in a situation they like
0: date for like three weeks max and then he like totally ghosts her in this really horrific way right and then then he comes brought him home for fucking christmas so wild right right i mean it's wild
1: when you say it out loud it's (laughs) even more wild but then he comes back and says he's in love with her and i'm like i'm sorry i do not buy
0: that and i don't know and i don't think that this is like the way to go Well, I also don't know why they had to break up when he went to L.A. Like the way that they act is like, well, he left. And you're like, you could have just stayed together. Like, I, what? Like, I don't know. And then the way, like, it didn't really make sense what was going on that, like, well, we have to break up. He's in L.A. And you're like, I I just don't think 19 year olds would do that. We're like, our love will survive. We'll make it work. And (laughs) then like, you know, they break up later, obviously. But but like, I don't know. That didn't really make sense. And then like, so when he comes back, you're like, get this guy the fuck out of my life. Like, I I can't.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And the fact that they I mean, again, you know, we've said it before, but the fact that they break up like three fucking times, like the Mm -hmm. fact that like, I mean the fact that it's not over when he leaves. And I just I I have so many questions about like why? Why would you do that? Like there can be other reasons. What if there's, you know, what if like he loses his job and now like she's got to go to Worcester every you know, anytime she wants to see him or he's got to drive
0: into Boston
1: and it's like Or what if he just broke know. up
0: with her instead of ghosting her? If he's like I this I is have too to intense. Move. I got I have I, to move. I'm poor and I I I can't fuck with you anymore. Like and yes. you know and, and lashes out at her and is fucked up but like at least tells her like we're done, you know, yeah. instead of like ghosting her and this and just abandoning her um and like again i just like don't know why they had to break up when he goes to la that doesn't make any sense to me like i I mean like of course it makes sense to me as an adult like i understand but at the same time you're like if we're supposed to buy that they're this great love story like couldn't they make it work like what i don't know it's so bizarre one would and like i don't (laughs) i don't know why like they were so obsessed with us being like no eddie everyone's you're gonna love him and like we bought into at the beginning like he's hot you know, he's whatever you're like, okay, the, the show's obsessed with this, you know, enemies to lovers trope. Like, okay, like maybe he'll soften, but he just doubles down on being fucked up. And then the final taste we get of him is him writing like such a fucked up letter to her, like so yeah. fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's truly. Funny. Oh my god, like get this guy off of my screen. I no, thank you. No, thank you. And I definitely agree. I hope he's alone and miserable. That character fucking sucks. Um totally. So I don't know. And I also do hard agree that like I used to think season five was worse than season six, but like no, no, season six is season six is a nightmare. Yeah. It's so bad. Like there's only two good episodes at least in season five there's like a bunch like a, there's like more than a handful of good episodes you know yeah so. it
1: it has the same problem of not having cohesion but like mm-hmm. but it's not as bad In it doesn't feel like every episode they sat down and were like
0: now what you know like yeah it, i definitely feel like there's trajectory for our characters you know yeah i don't love it well. all but
1: it's there yeah and yeah. then like and then, you know, in season five, yeah, like you said, there is, like, a, quite a few good episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, okay, maybe the good episodes are not as good as Crossroads and Clean and Sober. Crossroads, what did I call it? Castaways. <laughs> Castaways and Clean and Sober.
0: Um, but, um, but, like. I think there's some that are as good as Clean and Sober. Clean and Sober
1: yeah i get it yeah. castaways is like one of the best episodes of the show if not the best so you know yeah i yeah. mean some people think it's the best yeah
0: yeah some people say it's their favorite and I, i'm not obviously it's your opinion like whatever but I, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that it isn't one of the top five episodes of the show you know oh absolutely
1: it's, it's absolutely well written
0: it gives us what we've been thirsty for for like years you know yeah. um it it's like, you know, it's like of course you want one episode of your favorite storyline, you know. So it, it's so good. With um, no cutting away and, from
1: it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, like you know, it's like it's like when you watch um Stolen Kisses and you're like this episode's so good. Why are we with Jen and Henry? What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, oh, this yeah. is so good, it's so good. Ah, why is this happening? Why Gwen, is Jen get going, out of here? Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, why is Jen so wild to yeah, yeah. You know, that oh, waitress, God. you know? Like um what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And, and why so is that waitress cut- so
1: wild to Henry
0: yeah why does she want to take a bath with him what's going on uh, you know like yeah. yeah so like the whole time you're like in this good part and then you're like Aah! yeah like, you know um, <laughs> yeah. and like and then like why is will kretzky like the most like the worst like character like this why oh, did they do God. a spin off of it I don't- there's so much i have questions about this like, guy you know? is
1: literally a piece of cardboard on my <laughs> yeah he's <laughs>
0: just, like the worst yeah. actor how did who cast that person mm. he's so terrible um, yeah truly yeah, <laughs> wild truly. uh you know so uh so at least castaways are like no cutting no no flaws like it's a truly flawless episode um yeah but uh yeah but it, it's like one isn't enough to sustain like 24 episodes season. yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah so it's hard yeah okay this is from joanne mm-hmm. my thoughts questions for the end of the series. It must have been difficult for you both to talk about each episode weekly on a spoiler free basis, but obviously had previously watched the show together and individually so many times and knowing it so amazingly well as you do. Do you think if you had not watched the show before and had gone into your podcast blind without any preconceptions that you would have drawn the same opinions and conclusions through each series at the end?
1: That's a good question, um, and it's interesting because I think at the beginning of the season, the series, we were more like aware of spoilers, um, Mm -hmm. because of course we know the first four seasons so well, and like in seasons five and six, it became not as much of a thing we had to think about because, or at least for me, because like. I rarely watch any of this. So
0: I like, I'm like, I don't, no, I, I honestly don't remember it in
1: detail as.
0: Yeah. Like, I remember hating, like, not really fucking with Eddie, like, Ed, liking Eddie at the beginning and then not fucking with him. But I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to yeah. give him more space. And I was like, nope, definitely not. And the same about. <laughs> Same about CJ, where I was like, maybe like, I just need to give him more space, be nice. And then it's just like, oh my God, I hate him. I mean, I knew Hudson was fucked up the whole time that that, I didn't question my memory of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But Um, so,
1: but so like, is it hard? Yeah, sure. Of course it's hard. And like, you know, I think there's a question to be raised about like, what does a podcast look like where you just talk about spoilers the whole time and Mm -hmm. you refer, you refer down the line to like, you know, when you're in season at, you know, in the first episode of season three and Pacey and Joey end up on that dock, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, what does the conversation look like when you're like, we have full spoilers. So what Mm -hmm. is this knowing that they're going to get together at the end of the season, you know, and like, how does that, you know, I think that's that's a different podcast, and I think, I hope mm-hmm. someone does it, um, because that would be a great podcast, and I would totally listen to that, but, like, it's also a little bit hard to say what it would be like to come into this now. I mean, partially because I think, like, for me, Dawson's Creek is so of a time, mm-hmm. and it's a time that I grew up in, and it's a time that, you know, I was in high school in, and it's, like, these like very important years in your life um so it's hard to say i mean i did have quite a few friends who like didn't really know that i knew Dawson's Creek as well as i do <laughs> that like mm-hmm. watched the whole thing um and a lot of them came to it and were like yeah i mean like the good parts are fucking great and mm-hmm. like the bad parts are fucking bad and so like i think i just think we would come at it from such a different perspective um I think it would be interesting but I also think one of the things that makes this podcast work is like the I don't know if it's nostalgia factor but the fact that like we remember watching this live on television Mm -hmm. we remember we are the same age we remember what it was like to feel these things as we were watching characters on tv feeling these things Mm -hmm. and I think like, like those are that's part of it. So I, so I don't know, like I, it would be a total, it would be such a different experience to be podcasting about this show, not, not coming in knowing what we know about it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I know from some of the other podcasts where they have like new people have never seen the show that like in first season everyone hates Pacey Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I I find so hilarious and like I don't remember that being my feeling um when I first watched it I, I I just don't remember I remember like always liking him and not really being um you know like disturbed by I mean being disturbed by the Miss Jacob things I I definitely remember that but not really remember thinking that he was fucked up or anything like that and I I know that people that are starting the show um blind um quote unquote or i don't i don't think we're supposed to say it like that um starting the show without you know seeing it before um they uh they really hate him so i wonder if we would have that opinion um i i think that we like i said with season six i knew that i hated a lot of the characters but i still was like no maybe you don't remember it right or maybe you'll feel differently because i knew a lot of people had been messaging us for a while like i can't wait till you get to eddie i can't wait to hear what you th- say about eddie and i was like i remember hating him like sounds like you really love him like oh this is so interesting so you know i, I definitely wanted to approach it and i think we talked about it in our season five wrap-up that we wanted to like really approach the like new characters from like okay what are they like from um, perspective Yeah, it really, I I just was like, no, my memory was spot on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely, I was not wrong about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. So as a result of that experience, I kind of feel like a lot of our conclusions would have been very similar to what we had, you know, um, on the podcast, knowing what happens, because given that experience would be the only, you know, um, point in which we could compare um so i don't know i i guess that's it i i feel like we probably i don't know because i do think all all of the ones that i've listened to where they don't they have someone who they haven't seen it they still all love jen so i just think we all walk away being like god jen why are they so fucked up to her she's such a good character you know so i i just wholeheartedly think that that's the case now. And the more time goes on, the more people are just like, oh my God, this is so horrific. And I I think that's such a it's a really interesting, I don't know, like as we've always said, as as you know, women who live lived through that experience. And that was our, you know, our our childhood, and knowing how horrific it was and like knowing how much we've really reframed and changed so many narratives about the female experience. Um yeah is like, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain how it feels. It's like, you feel happy that it's not as bad, but then also sad that it was so bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And, and And I think, I think,
1: you know, I'll speak for myself and some culpability and like, oh, that's what I felt. And that's what I thought. And that's what I was, that's mm -hmm. how I was trained to think. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's like, you know, I mean, I think part of growing up and part of part of being a grown up is saying like, you know, hey, like I grew up in a society that felt this way about people, Mm -hmm. about women, about whatever, queer people, about fat people, about, you know, um, black people, about people of color in general. You know, like I grew up in a society that felt this way. And so obviously I'm not immune to the society's feelings about this. And like that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they're right. And I think, you know, some ownership of that. I mean, I think for me, my, my sort of, my sort of journey with Jen over the years, like, to me, that's like really interesting of like, I hated Jen when Dawson's Creek aired. Mm. Um I think by seasons like five, six, I kind of liked her a little bit more, but like, I was like, you know, I went with what the show wanted me to do, which was to hate Jen because Jen was in the way of Dawson and Joey. And, Mm. and I think that like watching it now, the amount of empathy and the amount of sympathy that I have for Jen and like what a great character I think she is. um, I really like think that that's fascinating. And sometimes that's hard to look at and it's hard to be like, You know, I could be fucked up to women sometimes And I, like, really got Joey And Joey, you know, even in the last episode When she's, like, makes that dig about Christy Livingstone and being, like you know, surgically, surgically enhanced, enhanced. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I, there is a time in my life where I absolutely would have made that joke and, and absolutely felt and thought that way. And like, I don't anymore, but like that took work. And so like, mm-hmm. I think it's like this double-edged sword, Rick, right? on the one hand, you're like, I'm so glad I've worked through that and passed that. And I don't feel that way anymore. And on the other hand, you're like, God, how fucked is it that I thought that at all?
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: And those two things get to coexist. And, you know, as a person who lives in this world, I deal with the fact that those two things do coexist within me. And, you know, and, but
0: also like, yeah, I think that that's one of our things that we struggle with Dawson the most is that he never can admit when he's wrong. And Mm -hmm. and when it's so clear that he is like, like, like we've always maintained about season six at the beginning where it's like, okay, you had a girlfriend, like there's nothing wrong with that, that actually makes sense. Or you were dating someone, whatever, you know, maybe it wasn't a girlfriend, but you were dating someone and like that, I I'm, I'm right there with you. But then to be mad that Joey has a feeling about that and to act like, like you don't have to apologize for, for um, how that made Joey feel, or even like, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just fundamentally think, that there is a university universality to the fact that someone might be upset that you were dating someone else when you fucked them. Like there it still is acceptable to open the door to that grayness and to, you know, be able to discuss it or whatever. But the act that the fact that he's so stunned that she's upset about that is like yeah. a hard no. Absolutely not, Dawson. Fuck off. Like, you know? Yeah. And then he just never once apologizes to her for that. And it's like he's unwilling to admit. That- that he's not a good guy and that is his 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 fatal flaw for me like it, it that he has d- defined himself as a good guy and he will never ever ever admit that he might not be that right. and it's like I, big
1: in-cell energy
0: yeah and I, I just am like oh like it's such a gross gross way to be and it's a a way to be when you're 15 it's a way to be when you're 16 17 but that we never even at the end of the series we still see him doubling down on this you know and you're just like oh like I don't know it's so like gross to me and hard um I don't know it's weird because I know at the beginning people were like, I love how mean da- Aaron is to Dawson. I was like, I was trying to be nice to him, you know? So yeah, I don't know if maybe I, I would have, um, you know, would have been, and I don't know if that maybe would have been different, but uh, interesting, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. hard to say. Um, but anyways, okay. So for our final question, this is from Kate. Which characters would you rewrite, which would you recast, and which would you straight up remove? Obviously, there are multiple options for all, but the goal is to pick just one for each category if you can. I would rewrite Dawson. Mm Mm-hmm. No, would I recast Dawson or rewrite Dawson? That's the I would re I personally would recast him. He's in my recast for sure. Yeah. I I think that like I've I've always maintained that like some of the things he says, I think the choices James Vanderbeek makes. James Vanderbeek is quick to anger and and, and, a very intense anger. And I think that's why, um, the Joshua Jackson, we like more because he, he, he adds a softness to everything. Um, and I, you know, I always say like at the anti-prom when Dawson's like, how can you do this to me? Like, I understand how he's feeling, but like, what if it was a softer? Like, how could you do this to me? Like, and and like a one single tear falls down. Like, you know how mm-hmm. many times Pacey has a one tear, and you're like, oh Ugh. my god, that one so, tear uh, and fucking longest is it longest day? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's longest, longest day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my god. Uh, a, like, what a, if like like a fucking
0: pole yes, that tear? Like, what if Dawson had been like, how could you do this to me? And like a single tear falls down. I mean, you'd be crushing, be like Oh my crushing. god. Like, oh my god. Really? So I just like I I think that like you know yeah i just and even in season one like the the way that he treats jen and and joey like it's always has like this very um this violence to it and i Mm -hmm. i just like i it's hard to swallow and hard to stomach and i and i think the character you know it's hard because obviously james Beek is dawson leary so like you know it's hard to to remove them but i just think that the it would have been so much better in different hands and even if it was the exact same show, the exact same writing, seasons one through six, I I still, I do think that a different actor would have, we would be walking away from this series being like, man, I feel bad for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being like, fuck Dawson, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I know for sure I would recast him. Yeah, I would probably
1: rewrite Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly certain um Oh, actually, when I rewrite Joey or Andy, hmm. oh, that's hard. Because I think that Joey, like, I think that Joey does not hold up as a character in a lot of ways. Like, and that's as someone who loves Joey, um, and mm-hmm. loved Joey particularly when when this first started airing. I, I I wish that they had kept some of the sort of harsher Joey from season one so that's hard for me although i i wish andy had a different story altogether so maybe i would rewrite andy yeah
0: And then what was the other one it's rewrite recast and straight up remove straight up remove okay yeah i know I, i've been trying to think about who i would rewrite um you know it be- because I agree with you where it's like the Dawson is written so bad, but I think it's, all of them are written bad. So it's more about the acting hands, (laughs) you know, like the hands that it's placed in. Um, So to rewrite it, I I definitely agree that the way that they destroy Andy is so fucked up and so unnecessary, but I I honestly just think we need to rewrite Audrey, right? Like, I mean, give her, give her some storylines, you know, like it's just like, She's so good and dynamic. And like, I just would have, I love Joey having a female friendship. I mean, that's one of the biggest comments we always get is like, God, what if we had had a a real friendship for Joey? And they they do have a friendship, her and Audrey, but it's so like, the bar is so low. Like they they were only grateful for it because she has nothing else you know right and and the moments where she's friends with jen and andy like we all lap it up so you know the moment she's friends with audrey it's the same um but i i just think we could have had so much more there and like there's such a missed opportunity i i, I just i think that like as as someone who grew up with the the notion of this identity of college roommate because if you grow up privileged with your parents going to college you know that there is this thing of a college roommate Mm -hmm. that is someone who is in your parents life or your parents life forever and they will ride or die for that person even if you only see them like you know, once a year, once every other year, once every five years, there your that college roommate is like the equivalent of like a cousin. You know, like they're in your life forever. Yeah. So you, yeah. it is this thing, and I don't think that the show gets it right. I don't know. I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. I like, agree. This- this is not what a college roommate is. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. So that's so weird that there, there's this very well-known trope, you know? Yeah. And that like that is not what we see. And like it's 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 a bummer. It's a missed opportunity. I, they had like a, a really good actress that could deliver a lot of good stuff but they, you know they they didn't want to actually have joey be friends with anyone yeah know? they didn't yeah. want to just have episodes of two girls sitting around talking about their feelings which is like such a bummer
1: yeah i do i do wish we had kept account count of how many of these episodes actually passed the bechdel test
0: yeah because i don't think it's like, that what many. If we just but if we just reduce it down to how many scenes did you know? Right, right. It's there's not, not a many. full episode that passes it without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, uh, who would be? Yeah, who would I straight up remove? Henry. Ooh, that one's tough. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Henry, <laughs> CJ uh eddie hedson is hedson. <sighs> is up high yeah professor wilder mm-hmm. is such a creep and it's so sleazy and it, oh i don't know it's hard to say which one i just wish if i could only choose which one would i never want on my screen again because you know there are some pros and cons to a lot of them i mean i, I mean maybe professor wild's the wor- wilder is the worst um and like really just, brings nothing yeah Ms. like jacobs. nothing i think miss jacobs actually jacobs, would, yeah, yeah yeah i guess you're right miss jacobs that's is the one. Like the definite devil <laughs> she's the worst yeah i mean that's one. and the because one. the show just doubled down on her and it's like nope yeah. that was a real romance and pacey has a he loves older women and you're just like oh to the very end we're going with that like oh my god oh yeah, Ugh. yeah Ugh. i mean i think i think it would have to be miss jacobs
1: yeah I guess you're right yeah I mean putting a pin in Miss Jacobs then you can start to have a real conversation Mm -hmm. about like the other ones but like Miss Jacobs is number one with a bullet that should not have been a storyline on this show
0: yeah totally or in in the way in which it was you know yeah I mean I'm fine like I it's interesting to have him think it's a real romance like that is interesting and authentic but then have the story like i did end up watching that show um was it called the teacher or teacher or something like that um where it, it is about you know um kate mara and she's a, a high school teacher who like has an affair with her her oh, okay student and um and it it shows how like you know he thinks she's they're in love or whatever and then at the end like he's like you ruined my life like i, I yeah. thought i sent you to jail in all these years i i had to spend my life like realizing that you abused me and she's right. like, you ruined my life. I can't talk to you again. And like, you know, I don't know. A lot of people had, I guess there was a lot of, of comments on the ending being like a little bit too easy or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, it did at least show the story from the two points, like the points of view of like the child being like, I'm so in love with her or whatever. And then, and then the end being like, you ruined my life, you know? And I think yeah. if we had seen that, that story told from the miss Jacobs of it all, at least we would have gotten something from it would it would have been real and true and authentic um yeah to what an event like that would do to you um versus like oh yeah you know the person who deflowered him in his first love was a 37 year old woman when he was 15 like oh god that's so fucked up yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah and
0: um yeah totally cool fucked okay any any final thoughts on season six
1: I mean, I feel like we've been pretty thorough in the thoughts on season six. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a mess. Um, Mm -hmm. You feel that the cast is not all there. You feel that the writing is not all there. You feel Mm -hmm. that people wanted to be done with the show. I think that all comes through very clearly. Um, You know, I think that... um, I think that it lost... In season six particularly, but, you know, starting in season five and even in season four somewhat, it lost Mm -hmm. some of the heartfelt wonder of teenage, teenagehood of young, Mm -hmm. of young adulthood rather that like, while it's hard and it's confusing and you don't know what's fucking going on and like you're having all these feelings and emotions and all these new sort of um experiences, I think that like there is a wonder to that time and there is a sort of um universality. Yeah, like like things just happen. It's like it's like the reason I love I love a movie that takes place all in one night.
0: Mm, you know, we're like a movie like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that like when I think back on that time in my life there are so many nights that are like all of this happened in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel yeah, that's like that's why
0: everyone loves the all-nighter. That's one of the top episodes for people. I mean, it's right. a really good episode, but it it's because right. that is a a thing that you do when you're a teen. You have whether not like you go to someone's house and study all night, but there is a time where you do something all night and it's something that really sticks with you. So that feeling and that, that nostalgia for that feeling is, is very real.
1: And that feeling of like, like I'm thinking about a specific night that I'm sure you somewhat remember um, that we had where like, it was like we were doing something at our house and then we walked Mm -hmm. downtown and we went to a bar there and we like, and we like went to the drugstore to pick up like water or something, and like mm-hmm. had an adventure in the drugstore, and then like mm-hmm. had an adventure at the bar, and then had an adventure on the way home. And there's like, yeah, you know, like half the story. I feel like so many of the stories we tell. I've, I Jen once was like telling was like, oh, I she was hanging out with you and Aaron, and she was like, oh, they told me all these stories, and I was like, those stories all happened in the same night, <laughs> 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 and like, and I think that like. But I think, and what I'm trying to get at is, like, I think there is something about that. And we were, what, 21 at the time. Um, and there's something about that age and being that young where it's, like, it's just, like, there are those times where it's adventure after adventure. And so, like, I think the beginning of Dawson's Creek sort of had that to it, that energy to it of, like, youthful adventure where, like, you know, we have that episode where Jen and Dawson go skinny dipping. And we have the episode mm-hmm. where, like, I mean, the one where like Joey is like drawing Jack naked and he like tells her yeah. about sex through the same art, episode.
0: Is, it's the same the episode, same episode of the, the skinny dipping,
1: the gayest thing ever that he's like, let me tell you about sex through art metaphor
0: i know um, i've been trying to come up with a good a good way to do that for merch like you know do it yeah. do it whatever how it's do we how do we describe journey. this
1: like a, a georgia i O'Keefe do want flower. i'm like
0: do i get a georgia O'Keeffe photo and be like sex is the warmth of a georgia O'Keeffe or something like that i don't know i, I i'm working on it but i, I, I have a absolutely few wear I, that shirt. <laughs> I know it's like i want a whole like series you know yeah. of all mm-hmm. the things he says but yeah maybe that will be yeah. dropping soon
1: <laughs> totally But, you know, it's like, it's like those, that sort of energy, I think that the show really had it in the first three and a half seasons. I think the first half Mm -hmm. of season four had it too. And then I think the energy just fell off this cliff of like, Mm -hmm. of darkness. And, 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 you know, season five, we got some more lighter stuff, but like, they had sort of lost a lot of that energy by then. And season six, it's like it—it it should have all this energy because like there is so much going on, but like it's just like so little of it is with our characters, and none of them are talking I know. to each other. and, yeah, so and it, it in
0: some ways feels like a time jump happened because like all of our characters are like already successful. I don't know, like Dawson yeah. and Pacey feel like five years have passed. Like you know, like Dawson's yeah. like directing reshoots for a movie. Like I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, and, like, my thing is, like, I, I, there's a part of me that's, like, you know, I would have loved to have seen Dawson, like, in the next year of film school. And, like, okay, what does mm-hmm. Dawson, what does year two of film school look like? You know, how does Dawson, as he looks for a career in the arts, um, you know, I mean, I think that's really fascinating, right? And, like, and I think there's a fascinating conversation to be had about, like, him being like, I can do whatever I want. Cause I have, you know, a family situation that will like float me if I don't have any mm-hmm. money. And Joey yeah. being like, uh, that must be mm-hmm. nice because I think that's really real too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've had so many conversations with friends who like, we grew up in different socioeconomic classes and I'm like, yeah, I get to work in publishing because I had a safety net. Um, yeah, 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 and totally. I think that's yeah. fucked up. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. I, I think it's fucked up, but like that is true. That, yeah. like, I, the reason so that th- I get that, to work in
0: That is fucked up, but you are not fucked up, is the whole thing. Like, it's right. like about framing that conversation of like, it's fucked up that society exists like that, that there isn't a universe, a mandatory minimum wage, you know, like a living wage or, yeah. you know, a UBI or, you know, more yeah. safety nets, but like, just because of what you do with your privilege, it, you know, like, it's like, well, I don't know what you want me to say about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: so, but so, you know, I think those would have been interesting stories. I think there, there's a lot to have be said. I, you know, so I do wish, kind of wish that Dawson had stayed in, in Boston, um, and been in film school and, you know, maybe he can still be apart from his friends, you know, Yeah. Boston's a big city. <laughs> it's like, he goes to a different college than they do like they could have just stayed with that but you know whatever and then like you know I don't know I just think I think there's just so many missteps in season six um it's just hard to it's hard to find that joy it's hard to find that like Mm -hmm. zest for life um that like a lot of the other seasons even if the characters are going through hard shit a lot of the seasons still like there's a teenage sensibility about them that's really like drives you through you Mm -hmm. know totally and I mean that in a good way like a good teenage sensibility where I feel like these are real teenagers making these real decisions and it's hard and all that stuff but like their energy as young people is like really like pushing through these Mm -hmm. you know hard situations
0: yeah no I definitely agree yeah season six i mean all we can say is it's bad (laughs) there's no disputing that and like there was no real trajectory which like i don't know that's such a bummer um yeah, and like yeah, I get you don't you didn't know it was going to be the last season, but it's still a season, so it still needs. There should like, be a trajectory, some storytelling to be done. I mean, I don't know if maybe that's just the way that the writers' room was on the whole, because I know it was kind of a mess even under Kevin Williamson, where they were like, turning getting the scripts done and shooting the next day and stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe that's just the vibe, but yeah, it's it's hard, and 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 I also think they we've always talked about but they suffer through the problem of the main character they they don't want they don't allow the main character to be flawed and like it's so bizarre because like you you want to watch a show where like because humans are flawed so you want everyone to be flawed and to acknowledge it as such and to to like understand it and like that's kind of like what these shows are like you know what what we like about them is like the flaws of them you know like joey is so frustrating even in season three like why does she bring et and show up in dawson's house you know like um when she wants to be with Pacey like why she is very confusing to Dawson about whether or not she even though she's saying I want to be with Pacey she's like kind of acting like maybe there's a chance for him for Mm -hmm. Dawson you know Mm -hmm. but you get that you because we understand why she's doing it because she's like I want to be friends is what it means for us to be friends so you kind of understand that but like they don't let like they're they're so committed to Dawson being the good guy and Joey being like this little innocent girl that like You know, is doe-eyed and whatever, and good at everything. Um, And it's like I don't know. And like Like, she's
1: the reason men become good. Like yeah, God, get me out of
0: that narrative. I I totally agree. And that is an agent
1: of the patriarchy. P.S. Yeah,
0: you should aspire to be like this woman that changes men for the better. And you're like, "Ah, that is just not my job. Like the way, yeah, that is not like unpaid labor. I will perform for anyone. (laughs) Like you know, that's absolutely yourself yeah. better or you need to pay a therapist to help you do that um yeah so I don't know it's hard but I guess I I'm stunned at how bad it is like after season know, doing six. this podcast and yeah season six after doing this podcast and doing every episode I'm just truly stunned at just how bad it is about yeah. how few bright Points there are yeah. um i don't it, it's hard to understand the choice to introduce all these new characters that are just so horrible yeah. um i don't understand that i i don't know the choice of sending our kids to college but never meeting any of the college friends i, I don't understand that choice um and like you know, they set it up pretty cool to tell all the stories of like the different experiences, like, cause Pacey doesn't go to college of like, so what does that look like? Yeah. You know, and Dawson drops out of college. So what does that look like? Yeah. I think that they have all the bones there, but then to, to like never tell those stories, I don't know. It's like, well, Dawson drops out of college and then he's a film director and you're like, Oh, what? Excuse me? Or like Pacey doesn't go to college, but then he's a stockbroker and buys a BMW and you're like, oh, okay, okay, interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. and like Joey and Audrey are college roommates, but they don't have any other friends, they never do anything In like, do they ever do we ever see them even in the dining hall? You know what I mean? Like not once. It's like it's so weird Mm -hmm. to me. Um, that like they live in the dorms, but we don't see the dorm experience. Um, you know, yeah, or like we don't see Jen struggling to make friends because she doesn't live in the dorms, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so that would have been like a cool comparison as well to see why. Jen and you know to see Jen and and really cling to Joey and her dorm experience or something totally like that. totally um, especially with the the you know the demise in season five of her relationship with Jack that that would have been an interesting way to go and then to have it blow up when when Jen and Dawson dating start dating Dawson, yeah. you know mm-hmm. so it's like they have all these pieces together to tell these stories but then I don't know. It, I think it suffers from what a lot of things do after. So, so it's like almost like the sequel problem, where they like take all the highlights from what made something special, and then they just double down on those. And they're yeah, like, yeah. Well, the romances are what people want, and you're like, I mean, yeah, yes, but we but we mostly wanted the friendship, like you know, like I don't know, we kind of were here for the friendships, um, and the, the complicatedness of those. The romances are just a part of life in a way, you know, but the friendships are what makes it special and interesting. Yeah.
1: I remember like when Twilight came out and I worked at Book Soup, and parents would come in and be like, what should I, my kid loved Twilight and read everything in it. And what should they read now? And I was always like Pride and Prejudice. Like Mm -hmm. they, your kid likes the romance. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, give them the thing that they want And given like the, they don't care about the vampires. They care about like this bond between two people. And I think it's the same thing, right? As it's like, we don't need the triangle. We, the thing that's so great about season three is the bond between these characters. And in season three, it's working, firing on all cylinders to have, Mm -hmm. you know, the friendships and like the, and like what this does ripple through this friend group, right? Like that's, That is the thing that's great. And so, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that what you did was you just doubled down on this weirdo triangle and, like, kept making us come back to it and, like, didn't ever then acknowledge the ripple through the friend group. Right. Mm. Like, even with Jen and Dawson starting to date, like, you have one episode, we have one episode where we acknowledge that, like, this would cause a big stir. And then, like, Mm -hmm. that's it.
0: Yeah, and then Joey, like, goes wild on Jen in the 100th episode, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. I know. Um, No, I agree. I I mean, I think part of, for me, what I really love about season three, I mean, is that, like, this love, this rejiggering of of the love story also means that Joey has to befriend Jen, you know, because she can't talk to Dawson or Pacey about what's going on, and she's kind of looking around like, oh shit, I need more friends. And I can't talk to Andy. Yeah. Yeah. So then that like pushes her towards a friendship with Jen, which we've been, we were, been thirsty for, for yeah. you know and so you get to these really beautiful moments between the two of them and then like you kind of wish that we and then even in in season four episode one when when Jen's like dish girl yeah, like did, did you do fuck? it you know yeah. and you're just like I love this energy I love it. But mm-hmm. then they like decide not to pursue that that friendship and it's so it's so disappointing. Um and like you yeah. know obviously right on Andy off and Andy is sorely missed um for the rest of the series in my opinion but at least the in season four yeah so I don't know it, it, it's like it's interest. it's I, I think it's at it's Dawson's Creek is at its peak when they're talking about how these things affect your friendships at when you're at a time in your life where your friendships just are your whole world are everything are everything to you I agree and like that is one of the special things about this time in your life your friendships are so so important to you yeah. in this way that is like you know is like no other um and so yeah. that's what you know why there's all these stakes there because you're like well what if we're not friends anymore um right because you you know friend breakups are so hard um and we, you know i i don't know it's so interesting like maybe everyone in the writer's rooms were just too far removed from that point in their life to remember that or i'm not really sure but super yeah. fascinating yeah I yeah agree. Agree. yeah cool, cool. Well, well season six
1: we did yeah, it. get get us your questions about the whole series and your you know your mm-hmm. thoughts on the entire series um like mm-hmm. we said after we do the finale in, in a while um we'll do a, a series wrap-up um where we talk about mm-hmm. the series itself so get us those questions anything else you have to say you know let us know um and enjoy we're gonna for the next few weeks we're gonna be doing some interviews some um you know, conversations with different people who, you know, you might've heard about on the show, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get some interviews with some writers and and other people who have things to say about Dawson's Creek. So we're bringing that to you. Um, and then we will, when we know kind of all that's coming, we'll announce the date for the finale. Um, yeah. and, um, and we're going to do a live watch on our Patreon for that. So, mm-hmm you know, if you want to sign up for that, go ahead and you can do a live watch with us. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you everyone for being here, sticking it out. Yeah. You know, it's bittersweet for everyone that we're, you know, ending soon, but you know, we all knew it was coming. (laughs) We're here for a bit longer. Yeah. But we're going to hang out for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, as always, Black Lives Matter defund the police, stop Asian hate, honor our treaties, water is life. We stand with all unions that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions, they work against the working class. Um, healthcare, Medicare for all, cancel student debt, um, abortion is pro life, trans rights are human rights, um, ban assault rifles, universal background checks register to vote i guess yeah. um uh what a keep, wild time to keep be alive. wearing your
1: masks guys um as yeah. someone who's just recovered from covid let me tell you yeah you don't want it um keep yeah. keep wearing your masks <laughs> and keep um yeah. you know getting vaccinated as needed um yeah, yeah, yeah. and recommended yeah, by exactly. your doctor so mm-hmm.
0: um cool. yeah you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, again, email us any thoughts you have about the show um, the, in its totality, um, like what it meant to you, why you keep coming back to it. Um, if you have any thoughts on the series finale, um, email us those too, um, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Um, we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at gofreakingcrazy. crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron Hensley for a capitalism corner. We have merch really do one more, at least one more merch drop. I have a few ideas that I've been mulling, mulling about. Over. So yeah, we will probably do that. Um, uh, bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Uh, we have a Patreon. like we said, we're going to still be posting over there and we'll do our live watch patreon.com slash Dawson's critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. Let us shout out
1: to, um, Oh God, I didn't even think of a bookstore. I guess I'll just go with Romans cause it's an LA bookstore. Um, uh, Romans bookstore in Pasadena. Um, check them out. You can order our book from them. Um, they're a cool place. Uh, thank you guys for being here for uh, with us. I don't have to tell you to like us, uh, subscribe write a review. Cause we're pretty <laughs> much done. So, I mean, you can, if you want, um, and thank you to those of you who have done that, but, um, you know, we appreciate that. Uh, we hope you're having a good week. We'll see you next week, um, with a little conversation and, um, yeah, take care of yourselves.